welcome to Emma's ESL English. So today we are talking about fluency. This is a really common topic, so I just want to spend some time on it. And I will put at the end of the video, I will put some links to, I have a couple of playlists on a similar theme. One of them is about um, confidence when speaking English and the other one is about tips for how you can um, improve your English. So I'll put the links to those playlists at the end of this video. Um, remember, you can also join the Facebook group at ESL English with Emma on Facebook. So fluency. Dictionary.com describes fluency as being able to speak and write quickly or easily in a given language. Okay. Apparently, it comes from the Latin word fluentum, meaning to flow. Cool. Perfect. The end. Finished. Ta-da! <clears throat> Obviously not. <laughs> so here's the thing. Whenever I talk to students, usually when I get new students, I ask them, like, what are you doing? Why are you learning English? And then, um, like, do you have any goals? Stuff like that. And almost every time people tell me they want to be fluent in English. Cool. Fine. I get that. But the problem is, when I ask them to clarify further... This turns into something else entirely. It's never quite as simple as be fluent. They usually say, I want to be fluent. That has added up to, let me give you some examples here. Being more comfortable in English. Uh, easy access to vocabulary, so not forgetting the vocabulary whenever you want to use it. Being able to give speeches and presentations easily. Being able to write a good email. Being able to speak like a native speaker. Being able to communicate and be understood. To have an American or British English accent. To have perfect pronunciation. To speak without mistakes. Okay, all good reasons. Not all the same if we take that originally, that original dictionary definition though, right? So saying be fluent, it's, it's not specific enough. That's the problem, right? So if you want to improve your English, it's a good goal to have, but saying I want to be fluent is not a specific enough goal. The problem is in English, we can say it's a moving goalpost. The goalpost is always moving. Every time you get better at something, the goal of what fluency looks like moves further away. So it's hard to ever achieve your goal because it's just drifting away from you all the time. Which is okay in one sense, but the problem is if your goal is always moving away from you, then it means that you never achieve it. So it can make it feel like you're never going anywhere, never, never moving forward, you're never progressing with your English, which is exhausting. So the problem with this goal is it's not specific enough and it's not really achievable because every time you get to the point where you might have said that was it, finished, done, the goalpost has moved and now you want to do something else. So I would suggest, first of all, having clearer goals. If you want to write a good email, to, for example, if you want to write a good email, practice that. Focus on that. That's a skill that you can master, you can improve your vocabulary, you can get clearer vocabulary, you can practice writing structures. And once you've mastered 
that, then you can set yourself a new goal. So you can know, oh, I wasn't good at writing emails. I practiced all of these things and now I'm great at writing emails. Next thing. So you want to make your goals as specific as possible and then break them down into achievable parts. So just having one goal, like be fluent in English, is not enough. We need to then break it down. What does that mean? And how are you going to get to that point? You can do this with any goal. So it doesn't matter if it's an English goal or, or anything else. And some of you who work in, in tech or other areas of business project management, you will have heard about SMART goals and even SMARTER goals. That's a really good model to use for practicing your English. And I will cover that in later videos, although not the podcast. They're going to be videos on the YouTube channel. Um, I'm doing a series of videos. <sighs> Stuff to tell you, man. So I'm doing a series of videos on the podcast that's looking at how to escape the plateau if you're stuck on the learner's plateau. Um, this is part uh, or alongside my guide to escaping the plateau, which you can get from the website. That's www.emmaslenglish.com. And so this um, is all kind of connected to the same thing. And I have been getting some questions. Uh, a few weeks ago, I did one on being deliberate. And those, um, those videos are all shorts. So um, I will be keeping them in the English tips playlist, which is going to be at the end of this video. Um, so you can catch them all there if you have missed them. Um, but I did one a little while ago about being deliberate and I got loads of questions about what does that even mean? <laughs> so, hmm, I'm having to think about that. So what I'm thinking is next month, I'm going to do uh, maybe three or four podcast episodes on different things that you can do with your English, um, to give you some tips and kind of expand on some of those videos maybe. So if you do watch any of those videos and you're confused by any of them, please do leave a comment or, or you can email me, emmaslenglish at gmail.com and let me know what has confused you or what you'd like to know more about so that I can include those in next month's episodes. Anyway, going back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so yes, goals. So you want to determine what your key steps or achievements are going to be so that you make sure that you feel like you've improved and achieved success as you move forward. So that gives you the feeling of progression, right? It, especially for those of you who are stuck on the plateau or feel like you're stuck on the plateau. Um, I, I really, I feel like, yes, it's very possible to be stuck on the plateau. Absolutely. Um, but I think a lot of people actually just don't recognize that they're still moving forward. They can't see it anymore. So that's the thing about having these goals. If you have a goal and you achieve the goal, then you know that you're moving forward. Whereas if you just say, I want to be fluent, it's very hard to measure how you're moving forward if you're moving forward. So these are, this is a key way to help you really process that you are improving. So um, goals, again, goals that we could have. Maybe it's having a conversation with a native speaker at work and not losing your words, not getting flustered or anxious and forgetting all your English. And maybe once you've achieved that goal, it's not having to repeat yourself. So actually the native speaker has now understood everything that you said. And that's your next goal achieved. 
You see, each one of those that I gave you at the beginning, those goals that my students have given me at the beginning, almost every one of those can be broken down into individual steps that you can slowly achieve over time. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying this is something that's going to take two weeks to do, but they can be achieved with time because you're focused on that thing and achieving that thing. Okay. Finally, I would like to say, please choose your battles. Another English phrase. Um, choose your battles means pick things that are achievable. If we take one of those fluency goals as an example, it's a common one. Speaking with a British accent. A lot of students come to me and say, I want to speak in a British accent. Or one a few weeks ago was, I want my kids to speak in a British accent. My first question is why? As someone who struggles to keep my accent, I don't really like it when people want to lose their accent because I feel like it's part of your identity. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't want you to lose your identity. But also, <laughs> so for some people, learning and applying a new accent is easy. I'm gonna put maybe here or somewhere a link to Trevor Noah doing his accents. If you guys have got a minute, you've got some time, go onto Netflix, find Trevor Noah. He's a stand-up comedian from South Africa. He is awesome. He's very funny. He's just so cool and so good at observing humanity. And his accents are amazing. So take a second. I think I will see if I can put the link to the YouTube video that's focused on his accents, but if you get a second, go and watch his um, comedy shows because he is a comedy genius and that's an excellent way to practice your English. <laughs> okay, it's an aside. So for some people, getting an accent is easy and, and a new accent, but for most people, in my experience as someone who's worked with hundreds of students, it's not easy at all. Um especially when you're learning another language, to add an accent on top of that is not easy. But even generally native speaker English people, there's not many of them that I've met that have changed their accent over time. Most people continue with a similar accent to when they were kids, unless they get specific coaching and training to change their accent. So it's not very easy to change your accent because it means that you have to change the sound of most of your words and the flow of your words. So it means constant vigilance in how you're pronouncing and saying your words. It's just not realistic for most people. But also I question, is it really a good use of your time? I think probably not actually. As I said, I think your accent is part of your identity and I think there's nothing wrong with your accent. No matter where you come from, I think it's good to have an accent. It's okay to have an accent. I think, yes, historically, people looked down on accents, certainly in the UK. Um, local accents were really looked down upon, but that is changing in the world and I think it's part of your identity. And your identity is good, whoever you are. So, but that's my personal opinion, I get that. But also, I would say that it's better 
to work on specific goals. Rather than saying, I want to speak in a British accent, that's a big, vast thing. Instead, maybe say, um, make the goal, I want to be better understood and I want to communicate well. That's hard, but it is achievable and it's going to be worthwhile because in the end, more people will understand you. And that might mean that you have to work on some tricky sounds, like if there are specific sounds that you can't make because they don't happen in your language, like maybe the TH sound. Um, it might mean improving your pronunciation. So that is going to take focus on individual words to make sure you're pronouncing them correctly. It might be on word clarity. There are some parts of the world where they lose part of the word because of their native language. So focusing on making sure all of your words are pronounced correctly and completely um, could make a difference as well. So there are specific things that you can do to help you become more easily understood. And I would say that communication is a good goal to have rather than something as vast, intangible and difficult to do as completely changing your accent. So, um, yeah. Let me know your thoughts in the comments if you're on YouTube or you can email me or you can join in the Facebook group, uh, ESL English with Emma, and you can have a chat with us there about it. Um, and of course, you can always email me if you have any of your own questions. If there's something that you're struggling with your English or you have questions about the Escape the Plateau stuff, then please email me, emmasesl.english at gmail.com or write your questions in the comments or on the blog, or <laughs> there's lots of places you can put it. Okay, and please remember to like, subscribe, and follow these videos and the podcast. That's the best way to help other people find them. So I really appreciate it if you do that. Okay, see you next time. Bye.